0: Welcome to Notes from John. With a
1: babble from Bond. Good
0: evening, everyone. It's a Sunday evening on August the 9th, 2020. And um, it's been a, a wonderful Sunday day, day for us. How about for you, Bonnie? It has
1: been busy.
0: It has, has been busy. Why is that?
1: Well, we spent a lot of time getting ready for dinner tonight. We had all of our family over, all but one.
0: Yes, we did.
1: So that was what? Um,
0: tw- 25 grandchildren, and,
1: 12 and adult, 11, adults. 11 adults, and the two of us.
0: That included the two of us.
1: Oh yeah, you're right, <laughs> getting tired. So we had a lot, and we we're finding that we're going to have to start making more food.
0: Yeah, no kidding. We've wow. got
1: teenagers that are eating more and more, which is great, but we're glad they all could come over and spend a little bit of their Sunday with us, and how much we love our grandchildren and we just thought we'd talk about trying to keep them safe tonight but before we do that i want to have a shout out for two of them we had birthdays for ari who is now turning six, six ari years Boye, old. yeah and ivy motskas who's now turning 10
2: yeah
0: good <clears throat> for ivy
1: great little children and we love them dearly and we hope they have a wonderful year ahead of them
0: well we sure do and couple other things before we start it was uh it was really hot this week and um you know into the high 90s and
1: summer every day
0: every day it just kind of gets oppressive
1: well but it's summertime I,
0: i know but wow was it it hot and you know we're still in the midst of our coronavirus pandemic and Fortunately, at least in Utah, the case numbers are starting to come down a bit. And for that, we're very grateful. Schools are supposed to be opening up in a couple of weeks, and that's a major concern for everybody across the nation.
2: Yes.
0: But um, um, our our grandchildren, some of them are, are actually going back to school. They have to wear face masks. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, the Larson's. They're uh, when they go back to school. They're only going two days a week.
1: Yeah, and the other days are
0: the other days are online. At home. Yeah. So,
1: different time and we live in. Wow,
0: boy, it, it sure is. And i I'm, I'm, I think about the parents that have to deal with all of this, and especially those parents that are, uh, are, are, working parents, and how they have to make arrangements to deal with uh, their children at home when they didn't anticipate that they would be home, and all that goes with the online education where they're having to help them at home as well.
1: Well, as President Nelson said, it's going to be a little bumpy ahead, a bumpy road ahead, but to have hope and resolve that this too will pass and we'll be positive and press ahead.
0: Well, at the beginning, we played this cute little song, The Safety Kids. The safety kids, the safety kids, the safety kids.
1: Da-da-da-da.
0: I don't know, doing their part? I don't know what it was, but anyway. Keeping
1: the rules. Yeah.
0: Uh, As we were talking about what we might share with you in this podcast, um, we've thought a lot about the safety of children, And, and of course, for us, specifically for our grandchildren. And, uh, of course, we thought a lot about that when we were just parents. And uh, we know that many of you are also now as young families, um, especially from our missionaries, and the, the challenge that it is to keep those children safe.
1: Talking about the time that we live in. It is a different time. We used to be able to be outside by ourselves and used to be able to go in a restroom at the gas station or whatever yeah, at the park by ourselves. My dad used to hitchhike, and he was just fine. They used to hitchhike a lot back then.
0: How old was he?
1: He was in his teens.
0: Well, that's not too bad.
1: Well, you can't do that now.
0: I used to hitchhike when I was... What? Coming home from school almost every day for... Two or three years.
1: Well, that not wasn't,
0: every day, but about half the time we hitchhiked.
1: Do you think that was safe? Yeah, it was. Back then, maybe, but yeah, it's certainly not anymore. 50
0: years ago, of course, well, more than
2: that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's certainly not, and all that's going on nowadays with our children, trying to keep them safe, and I guess because lately in the news has been a lot about the underground and how they're trying to keep these free these children from the sex trafficking that's going on
0: yeah well there's just a lot of abuse and a lot of uh, uh, um, a lot of issues for children that are so dangerous and uh, that that we didn't really have much of when we were growing up still some certainly but there's when we talk about keeping our kids safe that covers a lot of different areas from Safety when they're playing, safety when they're at home playing, safety when they're even in the home, and and uh, keeping our home a safe home. So there's certainly those physical elements, safety when you go on outings, there's safety when you're keeping them safe from others, And and then ultimately there's the most important element of safety, and that's helping to to prepare them to meet the Savior and uh, to keep them safe spiritually.
1: President, President Hinckley, Gordon B. Hinckley, who was one of our prophets, presidents of the church, said that children become victims of inhumanity and that they're exploited. He sees all over the world Weeping children crying out in fear for their lives where they all should be being reared in homes of love and faith and feeling safe and protected. So we just wanted to share some things that hopefully they'll think about because this, um, especially this sex trafficking, do you know they make $150 billion a year? on sex trafficking, and some of our missionaries and our friends are involved in trying to help this organization, which I think is very admirable. It is. So they've said we should all start today. Of course, today's probably too late. Should have been days before, weeks, months, years before, when you start talking to your children about all of this. We talked to our kids about sex education and being careful around people probably when they were eight years old.
0: Well, I think that you know, obviously the, the, the universal instruction it's giving to children, at least that we know of, was to don't ever talk to strangers. And, and even when they may offer you candy or may offer you a dog or they... Offer you something that you want.
1: Help them you, find you their never puppy. Never
0: talk to strangers, mm-hmm. and you know some little kids that's not a problem for them. They, they can run away and, but others they uh, just
1: completely forget what you tell them yeah, when that do. candy's being offered or that puppy or-
0: And if if you, you, your child is one of those children who is easily swayed, boy, that has to be reinforced over and over,
1: and over. Well, that was a big um, item. They said you have to constantly communicate with them, telling them about what is going on in the world, so they're aware. Not keep them. Um, try to protect them from what's going on. They have to know what is out there, and how to keep their bodies private. And like you said, don't talk. Like you said, don't talk to strangers biggest thing. You've got to keep doing it over and over like yearly, not just a one-time thing. And it might be uncomfortable kind of is at time trying to talk to them about these things because they are innocent, pure, and then you have to tell them this world that we live in and how we can help them. And
0: so for young children now certainly you, you would never have your young child go into a public bathroom alone. You would always have them go in with you Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so that uh, you can be assured that they'll be safe while they're in that bathroom
1: that's correct so they said educate your children communication lines always open that they're not afraid to come and talk to you if something's happened
0: yeah because (coughs) if something did happen certain you can certainly bet that the perpetrator is going to threaten, don't you ever tell anybody.
1: Or I'll hurt your family or, or hurt whatever. hurt your family,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So you need to instruct them about that. You should know their friends and who they're hanging out with. And now that they all have these devices on their phones or whatever, they have GPS devices that you can keep track of so that you can find out where they are and how they're um, being influenced
0: and that's a great thing uh, for those phones. That uh, phone is a curse and a blessing. I, I don't, I, I, don't know all about the current phones that are coming out for children, but, but for many, and uh, in, in early in junior high and some even in elementary school, their parents give them phone and they've got full internet access, and that means that uh, pornography is available to them at the press of a button, and. Even when they don't expect it or didn't seek it, they can accidentally come across
1: it. Right. So they said, know your kids' p- passwords, and occasionally get on their phones and find out, even though they might be upset that you're in, invading their privacy.
0: Well, yeah, I think you have to invade their privacy while they're young and under, under your care.
1: They said that. Um, most popular areas for traffickers um, to get to target these little minors include the playgrounds, malls walking to and from school, bus stops and tra- truck stops and gas stations, of course, that's where you have to always keep an eye on them. I remember when our kids would used to walk home from school and we had a password that if someone stopped and said, Oh, your mom couldn't come and wants me to take you home. They're supposed—they were supposed to say, "Well, what's the password?" And you know, I often wondered, would they have even remembered that?
0: Yeah, because I don't even remember it myself.
1: What? Wasn't it Oreo? No.
0: Wasn't it? It's
1: Nathan. Nathan. Yeah.
0: What about when Nathan was alive?
1: Our kids were too little, way little. They weren't even as—they were what kindergarten. Josh
0: was nine. Well, and Julie. Then maybe that she, was. Then Julie we, would have been five and a half.
1: Well, that's true. Or maybe it was Oreo then. But you know what? I don't even know if we talked about it then. Well, I'm sure we did. It just, I just remember Nathan was the big word, but maybe it was Oreo. We were bad. Maybe we didn't talk about it when they were younger.
0: Oh, no, I know. I remember we talked about did it. We? I
1: hope because so. Because it
0: was important to both of us. That there's a code word used.
1: Yeah. Well, we just made sure when they were at the playgrounds or at the malls, we just didn't let them out of our sight. You almost become paranoid, trying to watch them every minute, keep them close, yeah, that's, close by. That's
0: such a challenge, especially when you when you go to a, a a park of some kind and they're running from here to there, and you're trying to keep track of several children you know we took the kids to lagoon recently and and uh, gosh you've got a handful of kids and they're running all over the place it's it's almost impossible to keep track of everyone all the time
1: well that's why we tried to have a buddy system too whenever we've gone on trips with them to always have some kind of a buddy with them which i think is a good thing to have a buddy, but I think one of the highest um, things that we can do to protect our children is to have that high standard of love within your home so that they feel warm and love in their home and they can have open lines of communication and talk to their parents without um, feeling embarrassed and that they can have their parents talk to them as well. You know, I think we need to also stress with our children the importance of not being alone. Um, I used to be able to walk outside, go for walks at night. You can't do that anymore.
0: I don't remember going to... When I was young, I didn't go out walking alone.
1: Oh, I did. I I'd used have to... a
0: friend or brother or somebody. I... I wouldn't have thought about doing it alone, just to go for a walk alone.
1: Oh, it was my exercise. I'd go out and walk around the block several times because it was peaceful and quiet. Look at the stars. It, but, but yeah, well, I...
0: I would have never even thought about that.
1: Yep, and especially going down a deserted street. You see that on the movies sometimes. I see these women walking down. They leave someplace, and they walk down these deserted alleys, and you're going, what in the well, yeah, heck you are know, you doing? Yeah, but pe- some, they do that. They just go walking down the I street by hardly themselves. I can imagine
0: them doing that.
1: Well, it happens. They just think they're safe, and I don't think about it. And I just hope that... When we're in our homes, are I mean, not. I don't want you to feel paranoid, but you should lock your doors and windows. Some children have been taken out of their homes through the windows, and um,
0: that happened with Emily. Emily her, Smart. Or, is that her name, Emily
1: yeah. Elizabeth Elizabeth Smart?
0: Elizabeth Smart. Mm-hmm. Well, so those are certainly some suggestions. And just, just be aware. Well, I think that's our major message for tonight is about being aware as parents of, of the real evils that are in the world and the dangers that are, are there for children if you're not careful. And some may think that, gosh, especially those that may be living in a, in a, in a town that they think is safe, well, you can't ever be too careful.
1: There was a class I took in self-defense and they said, when as a teenager, like when you're walking to your car from your high school, I was always there late doing yearbook editing or whatever. And um, as we walked to the car, we always had to have our keys in our hands. We'd look around to be aware of your surroundings and walk to your car and then look in the back seat and before you even get in. And then as soon well, as that's you... a smart thing to do. As soon as you get in, you lock the door and the windows, and you just don't lo- loiter around talking. You just get in your car. You look confident, and and you do what you need to do to, to get out okay. and go.
0: Good, good things.
1: But so, Bonnie,
0: what, what... So that's how suggestions on making sure that we keep our children safe from predators... How do you, what did you do to keep your home safe for children just at home?
1: Well, you had to make it a safe, um, warm place so that they felt comfortable, so they could come in and talk to you. I always had them, we always locked the door when they would come in so that they would be safe and, and, inside. And I remember
0: you were careful not to have things on shelves that babies could pull over
1: onto we them. Oh, you're talking physical. Yeah. Oh, yes. You have to be careful with that. You have to baby-proof your home.
0: And and is that something you consciously considered and
1: yeah, went of around course thinking did. about? So that they wouldn't get hurt. Mothers always are thinking of their safety, and I think most mothers do think of their safety as far as physical, emotional, um, and spiritual. That's one thing I... Tried to instill in the children also is when they were out and about without us there that they would listen to the Holy Ghost if so that they would know, no, don't go down the street or go don't back go home. Don't go with that
0: person. Yeah, go with that don't person. Don't go out with that exactly. friend that night or. Exactly. I think another area of safety that's important, and it's kind of on my mind now because our. Our grandchildren, are the last couple of years, have just become old enough to start driving, and we we now have um, three of our grandchildren that are are driving four, and gosh, that it's so important to instill in them the importance of driving safely and not doing stupid things, obeying the you know the traffic rules and and not trying to show off and it's so easy for for you to get with, together with some friends and get in a car and and uh well, you know do foolish things but parents uh, we have such a responsibility to to teach our children to, to drive safely and be aware
1: that's a big word be aware and that's what we want to t- impress upon their minds to be aware of your surroundings, be aware of what is happening in the world, educate your children, educate yourself about what's happening, and even though it may be kind of getting you down or depressed, because it is kind of a depressing thing when you see all that's happening around us, I like the scripture in Moroni 9, 25, where it says Be faithful in Christ, and may not the things which I have written grieve thee, but not just written, but the things that we've talked about grieve thee, to weigh thee down, but may Christ lift thee up, and may his sufferings and death and the showing his body unto our fathers, and his mercy and long suffering and the hope of his glory and of eternal life rest in your mind forever. So that you can have hope. And even though in Moroni they were showing all these you know, they were they were in the what is it, destruction. They were all being destroyed. And some of the atrocities that were shown in the Book of Mormon because of the wickedness of the people.
2: Yeah. Well.
1: We what let's not get weighed down with all that's around us because there is hope in Christ, and we just keep doing our best. We try to help strengthen those around us, try to keep others safe, try to improve the lives of others, and to continue to live worthily of his blessings, and especially of the promptings of the Holy Ghost to keep us safe. Well,
0: yeah, sure. And I I, I loved, uh, in our sacrament meeting together today that Bonnie and I had uh, here at home, we talked a bit about the 93rd section of the Doctrine and Covenants and focused a little on verse 40, which says, But I have commanded you to bring up your children in light and truth. And, and then he, verse 41 goes on talking about uh, um, Frederick G. Williams, who had come under condemnation because he d- had not taught his children light and truth and the lord is certainly aware of what we do and what we don't do in our homes but the importance of being able to to teach our children these sacred principles so that they can be safe it's not in that sense it's not as much of physical safety as obviously it is a spiritual safety and a protection against the evils of the adversary and we've got to be able to to teach our children, teach our grandchildren to be safe. And the way we're going to do that is to to bring them up in light and truth.
1: And love.
0: Well, that's a good one to add.
1: It is a good one to add. It's where they feel safe at home. They can open up and talk. You can talk to them about what's going on in the world and have the Holy Ghost to guide and direct them because that's the ultimate answer. The Holy Ghost is going to bless their lives if they're striving to do what they're supposed to do, and hopefully we can teach them to walk in righteousness.
0: And as a result, hopefully we'll help to keep them safe both physically, emotionally, and spiritually.
1: We just want to end with a song that Alex Boyer and several others have put together about rescuing children. It's called The Rescue. You are not and so there we go done. for tonight.
2: That's, That's all for notes from John. With a
1: babble from Bond. Good night. Good night. Good night. You are not hopeless. Though
2: you have been broken, your innocence mm. stolen. I hear you whisper underneath your breath. I hear your exhortation.